everyone, I'm Maddie. And I'm Emma. And we're the Huga Girls. Huga, in short, is the pursuit of everyday happiness. Each Monday, we give you the tools to build your happiness toolkit through discussing topics related to social media, health and wellness, pursuing your passions, and so much more. Welcome to the Huga Girls Podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Hooker Girls podcast. We're so excited to be back with you guys another week, another Monday, another new episode. Let's get it. Hope Let's you guys it. had a great <laughs> Halloween. We know we're posting this Monday, but we are recording this on, what day is it? Tuesday? The Tuesday before Halloween. Yes, so we are getting into spooky season. Yeah, we were just talking about the fact that um, it did not feel like Halloween slash like fall until really today I think it hit both of us today um we were talking a little bit about it I'll let Emma tell her side of it but um she had her little moment where she was like oh my gosh it's almost Halloween and for me it was last night um I went over to one of my really good friends house and we sat on the couch and watched Halloween Town as um we did some homework and that kind of thing and I oh my gosh so much fun and she really just texted me randomly and was like hey what are you doing tonight do you want to watch Halloween Town and I was like yeah, sure, I'll come over. Um, so I went over, and then at the end, I was leaving, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it is officially Halloween season. It is. Yeah, for me today, I, I obviously, like, I could see on the calendar that it's coming up, but I haven't well, really yeah. seen any, like, Halloween stuff. Um, but today, Greek Village does a cute little thing called, or it's called, what is it called? Trick or Treat with the Greeks. I was trying to come up with the right, oh, that's cute. Tr- right name in my head. But basically, all of these kids are invited to like the big greek village to walk around and trick-or-treat from all of the big ass like greek houses um and it was so cute there were so many kids running around in costumes so i haven't actually seen costumes yet this season so there's so many kids in costume and then also all the greek houses were decorated and each house was playing like their own halloween music like monster mash coming from the beta house love beta um (laughs) and we were playing i don't i don't even know obviously the songs are rotating but it was really cute and fun and that was the first time I like walked and you know I was walking down the street and I was like oh my god Halloween is here I love Halloween it's honestly so much fun I know I love it too and like I said I'm kind of sad because I didn't even really realize that it was so soon and by the time that you guys are actually listening listening to this episode um Halloween will already be over so we hope that you all had a safe and happy and super fun Halloween hall weekend spooky season (laughs) it has passed by us but I think that that directly kind of ties into today's ask the girls question which is what are you being for Halloween yeah, someone asked us what we were being for Halloween. Of course, had to answer this because tis the season. So I think, quote, think that on Friday night, I am being a pirate with my boyfriend. I We both just already oh, have cute. pirate stuff. I mean, we don't like to break the bank out here. You know, that college budget. College um, So we both already had some pirate stuff. I think I might go to Party City and maybe try to get like a few other little accessories tomorrow for it. But I think we're going to do some pirates on Friday, do some like maybe fun eyeshadow with it, have a little, you know, bandana around the head. So that should be fun. And then for Saturday, which is like when I feel like everyone in college at least is going to be really celebrating Halloween because that's like, it's technically the night before, but Sunday night, no one likes to party. Saturday's the big day. Exactly. Um, so I think I am being one of the characters from The Matrix, that movie. Oh, fun. So I have, oh my God, I'm so stressed out about it, actually. I have a leather jacket that I ordered from Amazon, and it's literally supposed to come in 
on Saturday. So if it doesn't come in, we'll have to adjust that. But possibly You'll figure I also, it out. I also ordered one of those little like spy head pieces, like a fake little plastic. Wait, I like, saw that on your Amazon piece. shop. You did? Oh, yeah, yes. shop on my Amazon storefront. <laughs> um, but we, or not we, I ordered that as well. So I'm hoping that will come in in time because that is my only plan. So let's well, hope. <laughs> I like it. I think that those are both very fun. I realized today that I need more than one Halloween costume because like Emma was saying, um, college Halloween is a little different. Um, so we have Friday we and hard. Saturday. We do go hard. Typically people do like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm just doing Friday, Saturday and Emma's just doing Friday, Saturday. Um, what about Sunday though? I was thinking about Sunday, actual Halloween. Like am I going to... On actual Halloween? Oh no, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do. Me neither. God, whatever. Well, Keep going. We'll, we'll figure it out. But yeah, so on Saturday night, that's the only costume I really have locked down. Um, me and two of my really close friends are being fairies, which is kind of fun. Wait, that's um, so cute. Yeah, we got, uh, I think the sets were from Tiger Mist. My one friend just ordered them. Um, so I'm blue, and my other two friends are, like, purple and pink, and we got, like, matching wings for Wait, them. Wait, what friends are they, just out of curiosity? Chloe and Annika. Cute. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. So two of my closest friends, my other two closest friends, one of them um, is doing Halloween with her family, and then the other one is in London. So we'll not be celebrating with them, um, but my two close, like, school friends are Chloe and Annika. So we're doing that, and we're just going. Um, we don't really have any major plans. We're just going to Annika's boyfriend's house, and we're doing a little Halloween party there. And then I think we're going to go downtown, maybe do like a bar crawl or just hang out. We'll see. But Friday night, I didn't really think about because I've just been so hyper fixated on everything else. That wasn't a word, but you know we're working on it. Um, originally, <laughs> I was supposed to take the GMAT on Saturday morning, which is like oh. the exam for grad school. And so I was like, okay, Friday night, I'm going to stay in, obviously, because I have that exam at 8.30 in the morning. And long story short, rescheduled the exam um, until January, completely aside from it being Halloween. I just felt overwhelmed and unprepared and really I just didn't feel like I was in the right headspace to take it so now I have Friday night free which is kind of exciting so as you were talking you were talking about you said like black leather jacket or something black related I think I just decided literally on air um I have green pants and like a black top and some white sneakers and like a white like or a black belt bag I might become possible I don't know we'll see just throwing that one out there no, that honestly would be super easy. I, all you need to do is dye your hair red. So yeah. time to make a salon appointment and exactly. we'll be good to go. Got to get my girl Nikki I'm, I'm dying um, my on hair tomorrow. Schedule. I'm actually you dying really? my hair tomorrow and I'm cutting it. Oops. <gasps> oh I know. My I haven't even told you this. I have not literally like touched my hair in probably a year and a half. Like I got, I say dying. I'm highlighting it, but I haven't gotten She's going blonder. I am. And I don't know. Like it's weird. I feel like in fall. I guess some people would think it's weird to go blonder, but Lighter. I have, like, graduation coming up, and I have, like, grad picks coming up, and I just want it to look, like, fresh and cute, and it's just, my hair feels just, like, so stringy and nappy, and I'm excited to get a fresh cut, because I never do anything with my hair. I don't even curl it. Like, my hair is as natural as I can get. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Also, if you hear the train behind me, I don't know if you guys can hear it. I hear um, it over FaceTime, but... <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of trains out in the city, but, um... Yeah, I'll well, I'll see how exciting. that goes. Yes, I don't know how short to go with it. 
Oh my gosh, wait, I'm so excited now. And I guess I'll see all the pictures like from Hollow Weekend and everything like that. Yeah, peep my be, Instagram. I'm sure yeah, I posted it's something. Lighter and shorter. Well, that'll be fun. On a very different note, um, today's episode is not at all Halloween related. So we'll kind of pivot a little bit. Um, a little pivot. A, l- a little pivot moment. Um, but we hope that you guys really did have a safe and fun Halloween. Um, so jumping into today's episode, honestly, you guys, to be point blank with you, Emma and I like to discuss episodes that somewhat relate to what's going on in our lives. And we never, it's not like very specific situations or very specific people that we have in mind or whatever. But these are just really good reminders that we like to tell ourselves. And so um, yes. today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about disrespect. And so we don't want it to come across as like, us lecturing at you guys or us telling you what to do or whatever. We don't want it to be harsh. We don't want it to be intense. But these are just some good reminders that I think we both needed here over the past couple of weeks that we've kind of jotted down and made some notes about just discussing disrespect. Yeah, absolutely. I think we like to do things that are also therapeutic for us to talk about because when we care about them more and we have stronger opinions on them, then obviously that translates through the episode. We're not just talking about things that we don't care about it's obviously good to talk about things that we have somewhat of a formed opinion on um so the title of this episode you can see is there's no such thing as a little disrespect so where we're going with this is i think this can literally be applied in any aspect but i think we think more of like friends and maybe like romantic relationships it really can be applied to professional relationships wherever you are at your point yeah. of life like the people that you're around um i just say relationships in general just relationships but like friendships romantic professional you name it baby this could be applied but it's, disrespect <laughs> can be given <laughs> disrespect can be thrown and we're not here for it is what we're getting down to listen we are all i don't know how old you are but i guarantee you you are too old to let people walk on you disrespect you lie to you what and and disrespect can look different in so many ways it can just be being inconsiderate of you or lying to you kind of a more extreme version but yeah being disrespectful like or being like non-appreciative of like your time or not prioritizing things that are important to you and people who only prioritize things that are important to them or people being selfish and again like going back to what Maddie was saying we're not trying to like shit on people (laughs) we really aren't but it's really to encourage you to stand up for yourself oh absolutely and I think that um I don't know disrespect is a really interesting thing because I feel like in some ways it can be subjective to the outside eye I feel like sometimes People can be a little bit sensitive to certain things or be like, oh my gosh, this person was disrespectful to me in this way. And when we're talking about disrespect, we're more so talking about, like Emma was saying, they're not respectful of your time or they're lying to you or they're manipulating you or they're walking all over you. Gaslighting. All of it. And so um, something that I've kind of been reminded of recently um, is that disrespect really compounds. So... That's where the title of this episode comes from, that there is no such thing as a little bit of disrespect. Um, Because the thing is, and this is, like I said, something that I've recently been reminded of, is the more chances you give someone, the less respect they're going to start to have for you. So they'll start to ignore the boundaries that you've set because they'll know another chance is always going to be given. And they're 
not going to be afraid of losing you because they know that no matter what, you're not going to walk away. And they get comfortable depending on your forgiveness. So basically, they're getting comfortable disrespecting you. So when you let someone get into that comfortable state, it's really hard to pull yourself out of it because there is not such thing as a little bit of disrespect because disrespect compounds. And it's a really hard place to be in because then it can kind of almost turn into if it's a toxic relationship, which I would say more often than not it is if you're being disrespected in the relationship, um, it can kind of turn into manipulation. And so then when you start to set those boundaries, well, if you've been letting these people kind of walk all over you, disrespect you for days, weeks, months, years on end, now they're used to that. And so now when you try to set those boundaries, they're going to blame you for your reaction to their disrespect. And they're going to say, well, you're like hurting me or I'm not disrespecting you. Like it's always been like this. You're being dramatic. You're being emotional. Um, And I, I just think that it's, it's really an interesting thing to think about that disrespect compounds. No, it absolutely does. When you, I think boundaries is the big takeaway from that little spiel you just gave of if you don't have those boundaries set for how you expect people to treat you, then they, and like in all fairness to them, if you've let them disrespect you, they're not going to understand that that's not something that you're okay with. And, you know, there's those people that are kind of just like passive aggressive or not really inviting, but these are people that are, I mean, almost with intention doing things that are not, like, they know deep down that it's not very nice. And that you it's hurtful. Also, yeah, and you also know deep down that it's not very nice, just to use a platonic word. I mean, some people are just not nice sometimes. Um, and it's important to be able to notice that, but also to say something about it and that's a difficult conversation to have but you really can't expect people to change how they're treating you change their behaviors if they don't have a different expectation set from you and it's really not your responsibility to like in a perfect world it's not your responsibility to ask someone to not be disrespectful for you like to you hopefully that would be something that is kind of goes without saying it's a sad thing that we kind of have to talk about um setting boundaries and asking people to not be rude or disrespectful to you but in reality you you just got to do it sometimes yeah well and I also think that it's important to know when to do it I think it's important to know when to have that conversation with someone and more or less for lack of better words to know when it's worth it um and I know that sometimes not being disrespected means standing up for yourself, right? Not letting someone walk all over you. But if you're really in the heat of the moment and you tell that person that thing, you're going to come across as bitchy or emotional or you're crazy or you're the one who's like acting ridiculous or whatever. So sometimes it's important to take some time, take a step back and come to terms with your own thoughts and emotions before discussing it with the person that you feel disrespected by. And I think on the other side of that, this is something that I have had to be reminded of recently is that sometimes not saying anything and just moving on and moving forward is the best answer. Um, I was telling Emma before this episode started, you know, when you wake up in the middle of the night with all these random thoughts in your head and you're like, oh my gosh, that's like kind of a good thing. Like I need to write that down. I need to jot that down on my phone or whatever. The other night I was um, kind of having a night and I went to bed and I had a lot on my mind and I was trying to decide 
whether or not I should, I don't want to say confront someone, but more or less have a conversation about disrespect. And I fell asleep and they just were, thinking about it. I know the context of the situation. They were they were walking the line, man. They were being very disrespectful. It, it, it was not it was not a great situation, but ultimately well, it's not like a little subtle, like, oh, you kind of upset me. It was like this person no, was being outright. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was not it was not great. And that's the thing is I woke up in the middle of the night, literally I think at like two seventeen AM I woke up just with this quote on my mind, which I don't know where it came from. I guess the universe was like working its magic on me as I was sleeping. <laughs> and that is that silence cannot be misquoted. And I think that I that love is that. Love I you know, I was proud of my sleep self. My rim cycle was really <laughs> like, here you go, here's some information. Um because it ultimately comes down to you can't make people respect you, but you can refuse to be disrespected. And being refusing to be disrespected can look different in a lot of ways. If it's someone in your life who you're going to continue to have a relationship with, whether that be a friend, a family member, a romantic relationship that you see, hey, maybe this was they're having an off day. Um, maybe it's not a pattern. It was just a one-off kind of thing. You can have that conversation. Like I said, take a step back, kind of figure out where you're at in your own thoughts and emotions before discussing it with that person. But the hard truth is that some people don't deserve to have that. Like you can tell people, hey, I felt disrespected by this or hey, I'm really not feeling great about like this friendship or whatever. You don't have to dive into it because often when you give, I would say, manipulative people or toxic relationships energy or give them more of an explanation – they can misquote it. They can turn it back on you. They can say you're the one who's being emotional. Just you're get the one defensive. who's defensive. I feel like yeah. that's a big word. Well, they're they're on the de- defense. Honestly, it was what it comes down to because they feel like they're being attacked. And silence is not something that can be misquoted. So it's okay to not explain. It's okay to just kind of take some space, take a step back, and figure out where you're at. Yes, completely agree, and I love, again, silence cannot be misquoted. I actually had, you know, I'm not going to name drop anyone, obviously, or give too many details, but I had a situation over the weekend where two of my close friends I felt just kind of, like, forgot about and a little disrespected and just not considered, and it really disappointed me, and I had to figure out whether or not I wanted to say something to them whether you know whether it was worth it quote um or if I was just going to not say anything and I really have gone back and forth like I deep deep down I wanted to say something also confrontation is hard like I think part of this this isn't me being like I chose silence because I'm so peaceful like part of it is me genuinely being oh yeah afraid to like confront them because I don't want to cause issues but at the same time there is a part of that where I was like I am being the bigger person by just not putting more negative energy into this that already exists and for me and I think this is what a lot of people struggle with is like when you, when you take the chance of confronting someone, you kind of take the chance of making things worse because a lot Absolutely. of times people who might be disrespecting with disrespecting you are going to, you know, take a defensive position and, you know, tell you you shouldn't be feeling that way or kind of get mad at you for feeling that way, even though you're obviously not invalid in your feelings. Um, so it was hard for me to decide what to do um, and there's still a little part of me that's like I should just bring it up because I'm just afraid of it 
happening again. And that's where we were talking about boundaries. It's like, if I don't say something, how am I going to expect them to understand how I felt so that it doesn't happen again? Or if it happens Absolutely, again, the, yeah. they know how I feel. So it's, it's really hard to figure out, but I did choose not to say anything just for the sake of they're not bad people and I don't think any intentions were like bad to the point where it was like oh let's piss Emma off or let's do something that's going to make Emma upset you know that's they're not the kind of people those are or those aren't the kind of people they are a little little grammar mishap (laughs) um but it is it's so hard to walk that line of deciding when you should say something and that's really up to you you know the person that you are but you also have to make sure when you want to have a conversation with someone about feeling disrespected that you're also even though it might be hard treating them with respect during that conversation because you just don't want to come at them and attack them and be like you suck for this this and this and you're a terrible person because that obviously is not going to go well so whether or not you choose to say something or you choose to silence I would definitely suggest taking a period of silence before you choose to react absolutely um but in the end it's your choice and you know the people in your life the best and just handle it with respect because in the end that's what we're all wanting right that's the whole point (laughs) well and honestly I want to jump in real quick too because I know that we were talking a little bit about the podcast um a little bit before we started recording the podcast wow my words aren't coming out tonight either um just about kind of being realistic about expectations with people um of knowing how they're going to respond like if someone has time and time again been kind of emotional in their response you can't expect them to not be if you're going to confront them and so I loved what you were saying about that if you want to jump in about that in a little bit but before we dive into that I think that for me personally how I decided the route of okay I'm going to have a conversation and then depending on how it goes I'm going to kind of take a step back and remain silent um, was honestly I I started feeling crazy and that's something that disrespect can do to you. Um, It has a little bit of a trickle down effect. And so the way I think about it is like you have many different portions of your life, right? So you have your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual health, relationships, hobbies, all of your leisure activities, friendships, money, career, like all of these different aspects of your life, right? And it's easy that when you're being disrespected by someone, whether that be a friendship, family, romantic relationship, whatever, to feel like everything sucks, right? So it trickles down. It's like, well, I feel alone and I feel like I can't go on a walk. So that goes into my physical and mental health. And I just feel like I can't trust anybody because I'm being respected or being disrespected. So that trickles into your relationships, your friendships. Maybe you're not being as driven at school or at work and that affects your money, your career. Like when it starts to kind of have a trickle down effect, um, is when I feel like it's important to reevaluate, okay, I'm feeling so overwhelmed by this one thing or this one person. So I need to take a step back and be honest with myself about why I feel disrespected and by who, and then decide, okay, based on what I know about myself, based on what I know about the other person, what is the correct course of action I guess here because the thing is is like if I know myself and I know okay this is just a fleeting emotion in a week I'm gonna be over it it's gonna be fine maybe I don't say anything maybe I don't risk like you were saying 
that potential of it potentially being worse. That's what um, I decided because I was like, yeah. honestly, I don't hold grudges. Like, I'm just going to move on. But it is hard. It is hard. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's that's the thing. And to that same extent, maybe if you know that the person um, that you're trying to have the conversation with is overly emotional and that it could just make it worse, knowing, okay, I'm not really going to think about it a week from now. And I know that if I bring it up to them, it's just going to make it worse. Maybe I just don't. I think that that's important, but also to the same extent, for me, I'm not someone who holds grudges, but I we've talked about this on the podcast before. Actions speak louder than words for me especially, and trust and communication are the two biggest things in any relationship, and if I don't have both of those things, I can't feel as though I'm going to move forward in a relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. And for me, in this particular situation, basically I walked into it and was like, Okay, I took a step back. I thought about how I was feeling. I expressed it. And when I had that talk with this person about the disrespect that was happening, they continued disrespecting me in that talk, you know? Mm, and so it's kind of like you great. Yeah, it's it's like you can't it goes back to you cannot make someone respect you, but you can stand for not getting disrespected. And so when I realized, okay, I'm being open, I'm being honest, I'm being vulnerable, I'm telling you about how I'm feeling, and you're continuing to do the same things, now it's at a point where I just need to take a step back and I need to kind of choose silence in that situation. And so I think that, like Emma, you were saying before the podcast, if you want to talk a little bit about that, it kind of goes back to the kind of person that you're talking to, and it goes back to ultimately the response that you're going to get. Yeah, I think it's always important to stand up for yourself to some extent and we know we're kind of going back and forth of like oh say something don't say something but I think it is important like if it becomes enough of an issue in your personal life and for your mental health and it's affecting you it's 100% worth it to say something but once you say something once you kind of just have to like leave it as it is don't do it in an accusatory way at least per my suggestion just be like hey when you did x I felt y and I would really appreciate if you didn't do x again because I you know it didn't make me feel good I felt a little disrespected whatever and a person that truly is like meant to be in your life and is a good person will be able to have that conversation and hear you out and maybe be like oh I didn't mean it that way and then you can hopefully come to kind of come to terms with that or at least get like an apology for that behavior but to some extent like once you've put it out there that you don't appreciate a certain behavior and if they continue to do it like honestly that's where silence just becomes more beneficial because you can't harp on someone you can't beat someone over the head getting them to respect you or to not treat you a certain way and in a perfect world again like that's how things would go. You'd be like, hey, this upset me. And they'd be like, oh, sorry, won't do it again. But that's not always how it goes. Well, and I honestly, I want (laughs) to jump in real quick and I'll let you continue. But I saw something, I think it was on Instagram, honestly, the other day. And it was a quote that said, um, don't let someone tell you twice that they don't want you. And I thought that that was like, I was like, oh, that kind of stings a little bit. And I think that they meant it in the way of like a a romantic relationship. But I liked how it could be applied to literally anything. It's like when someone shows you who they are and you give them that opportunity, don't let them continue to – it goes back to like what we were saying earlier. If you continue to 
give someone more and more chances, they're going to lose respect for you even more because they're going to start to ignore those boundaries that you've set because they know that no matter what, you're not going to walk away because they're comfortable depending on your forgiveness is ultimately what it comes down to. Yeah, and sometimes, unfortunate as it is, you do have to walk away from situations. But what I was going to talk about as Maddie was referencing is something called, well, it's not it's not a secret term, but something called a fatal flaw. And I think this is something that's helped me deal with people. So this is applied to everyone. This is applied to myself. This is applied to Maddie. And obviously, like I'm not talking about this in a way of saying that I'm excluded from this, but kind of quote is that everyone has a fatal flaw so there's just things about people that maybe you're not going to vibe with a hundred percent maybe is not your ideal way that they handle things or part of their personality it could be as simple as like something annoys you or it could be something as extreme as oh they overreact every time I try to bring something up to them Um, but it really comes down to everyone is kind of going to have that thing that is not your favorite about them. And so what why I wanted to bring this up is there's a difference between a fatal flaw and like a fatal trait that is kind of the demise of a relationship, which I think we're talking about with disrespect of where that line is of like, okay, like this is just who they are. They don't mean it in a bad way and to where they're like actually just kind of being a bitch like for lack of better words yeah so fatal flaw example like I know one of my best friends at school I mean and this is just like my perception of a flaw but one of my best friends at school like she just like when we go out she's always the person that wants to go home like I am someone who likes to stay out late like most people in college would you know stay out till like 11 12 but she is someone that's like if we go out together at like 9 30 she's gonna be like can we go home? I want to leave. And, you know, at the beginning, I would kind of just been like, oh, you know, this is a little bit annoying. Like, you always want to go home. But I just had to accept that, like, that's just who she is. She likes going home. She likes going to bed early. And I cannot set my expectations differently. And obviously, like, wanting to go home and go to bed is completely different than disrespecting. But I can't expect her to do anything different because then I'm just setting myself up to be annoyed or to be disappointed because I just know she I know who she is and I know she's like that I also have another very close friend that just is kind of one of those like emotional reactors like she takes things to heart and whether that's something it's more so like things in her life will sometimes go wrong and then she'll like take out those emotions on like other people or she'll just be like visibly upset and even though it's like I'm not the issue and it kind of has like created some strife before but I've realized I'm like this is not something personal against me she just like has to get through her emotions she has to deal with it in her like kind of reactive way and then it's fine you know and and I could say something to her while she's being emotional and be like listen like there's no need for you to like have an attitude with me right now but I've accepted that like her fatal fall is just sometimes she gets in her emotion she might be a little bit sassy but like that is I know that about her and I can't expect anything different from her and like that's completely okay like people are we're all different people and how she handles things I'm not even saying she's in the wrong for handling it that way but like I think we all can think of an example of like okay she's my really good friend but like this annoys me how she handles this or the way she reacts to this annoys me 
and we just cannot expect people we can't have once you know someone's fatal flaw this is what it comes down to once you know their fatal flaw you cannot set different expectations for yourself or for them because it's unfair to them honestly like I can't expect my friend I can't expect my friend who likes her 10 o'clock bedtime to stay out until 12 and get annoyed when she doesn't because that's her boundary that's her boundary and I know that and I can't expect my roommate when something kind of when something goes wrong in her life to not react emotionally because I know that about her and that's just how she deals with things so it's really about it's a way to kind of find peace in situations to just accept people for those I, I want to call them flaws like because the the term's well, like fatal flaw but like you you know what I mean like accepting yeah. those things that make maybe bug you a little bit about other people as just who they are and I know like I'm sure people have certain issues with me you're like okay that like annoys me a little bit when emma does xyz and i don't i who knows what people think about me hopefully they like me i think i'm a nice person but it really is like it's a way to kind of find peace in yourself so if you find yourself constantly getting annoyed with something else or with someone or with something they do try to change your expectations because disappointment comes from expectation yeah well and I, I I really like that and I like that what you said at kind of the beginning of all of that was that there are fatal flaws of with everyone right but there's also kind of those fatal flaws that are more at the demise of a relationship yeah. and I think it really comes down to a threshold right so everyone's threshold is going to be different and maybe if you're and and I'm just using your friend as an example because you know I love and support her in her early bedtime because I'm the same way Um, but if that is the end-all be-all in your relationship and all you want to do is go out and stay out late and all she wants to do is go to bed early and it gets on your nerves and it adds up over time and it's like okay we have very different priorities maybe this is not something that or maybe I I just shouldn't go out with her maybe I should get lunch with her I go on a walk with her exactly I think that that is very different than like someone's fatal flaw being they're a compulsive liar for example exactly you know so and that that's the thing is when it comes back down to the disrespect it's like that threshold it's like okay if your friend says seven times hey I don't want to go out hey I don't want to I'm going to go home early whatever you're not going to be like okay I don't want this relationship and I'm going to have I'm going to have to draw this line because again you can't change someone you can't change her and you know that expectation of okay this is how she is this is how I am those are quote-unquote fatal flaws, but they're not going to end your relationship. Versus if you know someone that is a compulsive liar and someone that every conversation you have with them, there are little things that they say that just aren't truthful, then over time that's going to add up and it's like, okay, now it's been weeks, months, years even of you lying to me, so that's built up. Now that fatal flaw, that one little thing, it could be as simple as little white lies that they're telling in every conversation or something like that, has now built up over time. You're eventually going to reach your threshold, and when you're reaching it, maybe that's when you're saying, okay, this is not the kind of relationship that I want to be a part of. I feel disrespected. We can't go backwards from here. Again, that trust is not there anymore, and so that's it. And so I think that knowing people's fatal flaws for what they are is very intentional because someone else's fatal flaw may be something so little that absolutely bugs you. Like we were talking before this episode. I mean, I love you to death. You're one of my best friends, if not my best friend. We've known each other for our entire lives. We could never live in the same space together in the same exact room. 
Oh my gosh, I wake up at 6 a.m. every single day and I go and I teach and I work out or whatever and I go to bed early and Emma sleeps in a little bit later and goes to bed a little bit later and it's not that either one of those things is right or wrong, but knowing that about ourselves, it's like that could be perceived like if we quote, lived unquote, together as and she was fatal flaw. If we lived together and you were making your green smoothies at 7 a.m. and you were waking me up, like I would be so pissed well, off and, and it's like I can't expect different of you. I cannot. Yeah, and that's that's honestly in full transparency. I don't even think she listens to this. Um, one of my really close friends and my old roommate who I'm actually doing Halloween with this year, Chloe, who I was talking about at the beginning of the episode, we lived together last year and she is someone that I care about so much. And we our friendship is great now that we don't live together. Our friendship was good when we were living together. But we quickly figured out, like, she is like you. Like, she likes to sleep in. She likes to go Me to bed and Chloe a little bit later. Me and would honestly be great roommates. You would be great roommates. <laughs> because I always used to joke about that because she would get so annoyed with me because I would wake up at 6.30 and go to a yoga sculpt class and make my green smoothie. And she would be like, dude, I went to bed three hours ago. Like, please don't turn on the blender. <laughs> you know? So it's like... Everyone has their, this has turned into a little bit of a tangent, but (laughs) everyone has their fatal flaws. It's recognizing whether or not, okay, this is part of someone's personality and it's positive in their life. It's just not positive in mine as opposed to it's just a negative tendency all around and it's not healthy for me to be a part of their life while they're trying to figure this out. Yes, love that. I think that's really important to like, if it's something that's like positive for them or that's just like how they are, you really just have to accept that. But if it's something that's like, okay, it's probably a negative thing for them and it's also a negative thing for me, that's where that line gets drawn. And like I was saying with my friend who's kind of like an emotional responder, like if she was cussing me out every time she was in a bad mood or she was emotional about something. Then it's a little different, yeah. That's where we draw a line or she was like, shut up, I don't want to talk to you, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) obviously that's dramatic, but like, there's people that, I mean, act that way that like they can't handle themselves, but you know, she's going to be a little just like moody or something and I'm like you know that's just how she is we will get through it and so just to wrap up this episode I wanted to talk a little bit about how to respond to people because we've talked a lot about oh if you you should respond or you should choose silence or all of that good stuff with standing up for yourself so I really wanted to just wrap up with how to actually talk to people and this is we are not professionals and conversation but wait but a quick plug if you do want a professional opinion um tune in next week we have a yes uh therapist coming on the show which is super exciting if you guys are listening to this on monday um we're actually recording with her today and it'll be up next monday we're super excited so submit your questions on instagram we're going to be discussing all things relationship wise and all of that kind of stuff but if you want a professional opinion it's not us but we have the resources for you coming soon so back to your uh non-professional opinion yes, Emma. to be Go continued <laughs> with professional advice but i just wanted to talk about destructive feedback versus constructive feedback so number one just before i say my little spiel on this is you can't disrespect people while you're wanting to be respected so as hard as it is to if you know if someone's being flat out rude to you it's hard not to kind of clap back at them and kind of channel that energy that negative energy back at them it's a very hard self-control trait to learn um but I think this also comes with age being able to have mature conversations so 
as you're giving feedback to someone, you know, I guess feedback isn't necessarily the right word in this no, but context. It, it more or less is. Like, I would say you're giving feedback because you're telling them, hey, it's like constructive criticism, right? Like, this yeah. is something that you It's like destructive versus constructive it's... criticism. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, basically, like, while you're basically, I don't want to say calling someone out, but while you're expressing to someone how you feel and why you feel that way, of course, try not to be disrespectful because where that destructive feedback, destructive criticism comes in is when you are being accusatory, judgmental, and you leave the person you're talking to just feeling attacked rather than feeling helped. Like They're on the, the defensive. Yeah, if the person doesn't have any chance or any choice rather than to be defensive about it it's probably because you're doing it in like a very accusatory way or you're judging them and I mean when it comes down to it I mean you in a sense are accusing someone and you are judging them for a behavior but it's not in a way that you're not trying to literally beat them across the head and be like you suck for this you're just trying to express how you feel because you care about the relationship and you don't yeah. want the relationship to have those behaviors anymore. You don't want to feel how you feel anymore. So turning that to constructive feedback, criticism, is when you really are just expressing how you feel. You are speaking up for yourself without blaming them for not making it about other things. It's like, oh, you know, you lied to me and told me you weren't going out and you actually went out and didn't invite me, you know, maybe that, that was an issue for, for you, but you don't need to start bringing up, oh, and then two months ago, you pissed me off when you did this, and, like, you're just someone who, like, treats your friends bad, and, like, I see the way you talk to your mom, you know, like, you don't have to, like, bring in all these aspects, like, really just explain the situation, explain how it was perceived on your end, how you felt, And then hopefully if they are a mature person, they will understand that your boundaries and your expectations were kind of breached and whatever they did. um, Breach is such a fancy word, but... (laughs) No, I know. And hopefully, like, apologize or at least, like, realize the behavior they did was a little disrespectful to you and why it was. And a little ending little ending quote is, constructive feedback addresses expectations. And that's where the difference is you are telling them your expectations kind of how you felt they fell short of them like and I I think expectations in this sense are just expecting people to be kind be considerate be just like overall nice people which I think everyone deserve and well yeah yeah, I just I I don't know I feel like it should be Like you were saying, instead of putting the person on the defensive, it should be a conversation. You should be able to actually sit down and say, hey, these were things that I felt a certain way. Do you mind explaining to me what your intention was behind this kind of thing? And so actually, um, I don't want to call out someone in my life, but a couple weeks ago, I had a little bit of a... I'll say tiff with someone. And I I sat down and I was like, hey... um, this has been upsetting me, whatever, and we we discussed it. And they were like, honestly, this is the easiest argument and fight I've ever had. And I was like, <laughs> well, it's it's because it's not an argument. It's a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to be mature in this situation and be like, hey, this upset me and hear your side of it. Because the thing is, is that 
it's a hard reality to face, but if someone doesn't care, they're not going to sit down and try to express it to you because they don't care. You, you know, like you can't tell someone to care. And so if you're sitting down and you're saying, hey, these are things that upset me. I'm telling you this because I want to work through this. I want our relationship, friendship, whatever to be okay. Then clearly you care. And if they're going to have the conversation back with you, clearly they care. And so it kind of, like you said, that constructive criticism really addresses those expectations of like, okay, where can we go moving forward? Yeah, absolutely. This is like the shortest story ever, but like one of one of my best friends, I keep naming all these people, but like these are all my best friends, but she basically expressed to one of her friends that like she she's like in this big group of friends and she expressed to like the girl she was closest with that she felt kind of disrespected from the group and her friend that she expressed it to literally got so defensive with her went and told the other people in the group that she was like talking about them but she was like i wasn't even trying she wasn't talking crap about the other people she's like i feel like this is affecting our relationship and i don't know it's just those people like she tried to do the right thing by just being like this is how I feel and like I don't feel like included by them or I don't feel like they want me like in the group and she is like oh my god like basically why would you know kind of gaslighting like why would you feel that way like you have no reason to feel that way and just it became this whole big thing and you know reality is sometimes like it situations don't always have to be that dramatic but like sometimes people are just simply going to disappoint you they're not going to respond how you want them to but it is like when you have a conversation with someone that cares about you you'll be able to see that and also on the other end like if you disappoint someone sometimes or like you they feel like you disrespected them like be open to hearing that side of it as well like be that person that responds because you care and I just never get why like people throw friendships away over such petty things and just don't have like a conversation about like expectations that's what my friend tried to do she tried to tell like literally her other best friend like how she just felt a little hurt and then her friend just blew it up into this big thing and you know sometimes you know that may happen when you try to talk to people but you know your worth you kind of know what you deserve and the kind of relationships that you want in your life so do not be afraid to have those conversations and you're only in control of your side of it. So yeah, you just have to do what you can. Exactly. And I love everything that you just said. I feel like honestly, this was like you said, a therapeutic episode for me as well. (laughs) I feel like this was absolutely one of our longer episodes, even as you guys can tell, we're very passionate about the subject. Um, Just because we like to chat with you guys about what's going on kind of in our minds and our thoughts, um, because this is stuff that we like to talk about and we talk about with each other and we really want to sit down and feel like you guys are just listening to a conversation between two best friends because that's what you are doing honestly each and every Monday. Um, So to kind of wrap up and summarize I guess at least my key takeaways from this episode as we wrap up because it was a little bit longer. Obviously the title of the episode there's no such thing as little disrespect right. So disrespect compounds. Um, But I think something else to kind of take away is that no matter how good you are to people, um, it doesn't make them good to you necessarily. And so you have to know when you are being disrespected and you have to know that you can't force someone to respect you, but you can, you are in control of not being disrespected. And sometimes that means standing your ground. Sometimes that means having that conversation. And sometimes that means being silent because silence cannot be misquoted. And um, just be aware of how you're having that conversation with people. Be aware of 
okay, is this destructive or is it constructive and moving forward in that direction. Um, and we hope that this was beneficial to you guys. I know it was beneficial to me. I know it was beneficial to Emma, not to speak for you, but of course it was, it was good. And so we, um, like we said, next Monday, we're having a, um, licensed therapist on the show. She's amazing. Um, she has been practicing the industry for 10 plus years. Um, she's been in psych ward. She's done clinical. Um, she's had her own private practice. She's done online therapy. She's kind of seen it all. And we're going to be talking a lot about um, relationships, specifically like toxic relationships and how to navigate them maybe before you enter them, kind of know those warning signs. Um, we're going to be answering questions from y'all. So be sure to follow us on Instagram. Yes, if you would like to follow us on Instagram, it's at H-Y-G-G-E Girls Podcast. That's also our TikTok. And my personal Instagram is at Emma Roof, Emma with two A's, and she is at Maddie underscore Bears. Yep, and all of our information is always listed in the show notes um, per usual. We are so excited that you guys chose to start your week off with us. Um, again, we're so grateful for everyone. And the exciting announcement, we haven't said this on the podcast yet, but we are officially back on Spotify. It was a oh long and drawn out journey. How did we journey. not mention that? Oh my gosh, it was, you guys, I literally spent, I want to say four hours on the phone with Spotify help and um, our distributor and everything like that on Sunday night trying to get everything situated. And somehow, by the grace of God, um, Jamal, a really kind man from the help desk, finally helped me um on monday morning and we are back up and running on spotify so if you're listening to us there be sure to subscribe turn on the notifications so that you get um alerted every time we post a new episode which is every single monday um and until then we will see you guys next monday stay happy stay healthy and stay stay bye guys bye (laughs) y'all